Hello, and welcome back to the Sincere Yogi Podcast, Season 2, discussing the third limb of the eight-limbed path of yoga, and that is all things asana. Last episode, we talked about hatha yoga and its approach to the asana practice or to the postures. Of course, hatha yoga has changed tremendously over the years. Its traditional practices are much different than the modern approach you might see in most studios today. And there's nothing wrong with that. As we evolve as humans, as our lifestyle evolves, of course, it's only natural that some of these traditions, some of these practices are going to evolve to suit that lifestyle. However, it is so important to know, to honor, to recognize the traditional practices of yoga, especially hatha yoga, as it's hatha yoga that really sets the foundation for all asana to come, whether or not we fully recognize it. And the reason being is because of what we're going to talk about in this episode. So we already discussed Hatha Yoga, a little bit of its history, a little bit of its practice, and now we're going to dive into Iyengar Yoga. But here's the catch. We can't really talk about Iyengar Yoga without mentioning Krishnamacharya or Patabi Joyce. These two figures will show up in the history of Iyengar Yoga as well. So I know that last episode I said we were going to focus on Iyengar Yoga, but instead we're going to talk about Krishnamacharya and his two students, BKS Iyengar and Patabi Joyce. It's BKS Iyengar and Patabi Joyce that are the modern figures of yoga that we see bringing yoga to the West and their styles or approaches to the yoga practice is still around and still very popular in their respective places today. Now, while there is a handful of information that I do know, know that I'm still learning as I go. So as always, take everything with a little grain of salt. I do my due diligence to ensure that there's resources that back this information. However, so much of yoga, because not all of it was recorded, not all of it was written down, so much of its history is passed down verbally. Now, Krishnamacharya is considered to be the father of modern yoga. And listen, before we get a little further, know that it's not just men who pioneered yoga's revival, but we'll get to that a little later. So, Krishnamacharya is a pioneer for Hatha Yoga and its revival in a modern sense. When India was being colonized by Britain, so much of its history, so much of its cultural practices, including yoga, were starting to diminish. And that's a huge theme with colonization in general. So when we talk about Hatha Yoga's revival, this is post-colonization from Britain, so roughly into the later years of the 1800s. One thing that's very important to note about Krishnamacharya's approach to Hatha Yoga, to the physical practice of postures, is that that was just a single aspect of the yoga path that he taught or that he brought forth to his students. Krishnamacharya was a scholar. He held multiple areas of study throughout his life. 
And that's what made him so well-versed and so impactful as a teacher. That's why he's still around today. Well, not physically, but why his name is still around today. But he also was an Ayurvedic practitioner. So the way Krishnamacharya approached yoga, approached asana, was very much so from a healing perspective, thought about to bring balance to the body, balance to the mind, eventually to reach that more equanimous state. Knowing that, and then knowing BKS Iyengar, and knowing Sri K. Patabi Joyce, two very different teachers with very different styles to practice, it makes a lot more sense. Krishnamacharya taught a handful of students. However, BKS Iyengar and Patabi Joyce were some of the most well-known as, like I said, the styles that they both sort of pioneered in terms of yoga asana is still around and very popular today. Patabi Joyce actually started learning from Krishnamacharya a little earlier than Iyengar did, and I think Patabi Joyce is also a little older in comparison, not by much, but it was Patabi Joyce who started working with Krishnamacharya first. So we'll start with Patabi Joyce first. Patabi Joyce popularized Ashtanga yoga as taught today in its modern sense, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But growing up, Patabi Joyce was part of a Brahmin family, a very spiritual family that followed a lot of traditional Indian culture. So it's no wonder how he came to practice with Krishnamacharya to begin with, because from a young age, his father started teaching him Sanskrit and more of the rituals of that culture. It was during a lecture, it was during a lecture that Patabi Joyce met Krishnamacharya and studied with him extensively for two years at that lecture hall. And then a few years later, Patabi Joyce was reunited with Krishnamacharya and started studying with him more in depth, studying the Upanishads and traditional Sanskrit texts, which Krishnamacharya supposedly had studied the Yoga Karunta. The Yoga Karunta is an ancient text that had a lot of missing parts, a lot of missing information, and not many people had actually physically seen or studied themselves. So for Patabi Joyce and Iyengar to have the opportunity to learn under Krishnamacharya was priceless information and, in my opinion, crucial to how the practices actually started to develop. It's in the Yoga Karunta that things such as Bandhas and pranayama, and not only asana, but vinyasas, those chaturangas, and those breath with movement to expel energy in the body, where those vinyasas were really brought to light. Now, once again, there's not much we know about the yoga karunta, so we really do just have to take it by the word of Krishnamacharya and his students. Patabi Joyce says that in the Yoga Karunta, that's where the foundation of the Ashtanga Yoga Asana lies. And we're going to get into Ashtanga Yoga and what Ashtanga Yoga is in another episode. It's important to know that Ashtanga Yoga is a very intense practice. There's multiple series, lots of postures, tons of vinyasas, and it's very physically taxing on the body. 
Of course, after his time studying with Krishnamacharya, after many years of personal practice and teaching, Patabi Joyce had really started to refine the practice of Ashtanga Yoga, opening up the Ashtanga Yoga Research Center in Mysore, India. Now, Ashtanga Yoga, knowing that it's a lot more rigorous, it's a lot more demanding, there's a lot more dynamic movements, which some will say Ashtanga Yoga set the foundation for Vinyasa Yoga, and some will argue that Krishnamacharya actually set the foundation for Vinyasa Yoga. Once again, things that are really semantics at the end of the day. However, when we look at Ashtanga Yoga, and we know Krishnamacharya studied Hatha, he studied the Upanishads, the Hatha Yoga Pratapika, the Sutras, and the Yoga Karunta, the emphasis on the physical discipline, the physical practice translating to that mental discipline and mental practice still holds true today. Now, in comparison, when we look at Iyengar's time with Krishnamacharya, the style of practice of Iyengar yoga, which once again, we'll get into the asana of Iyengar and the asana of Ashtanga in another episode. But when we look at these two teachers and how they broke off, Iyengar popularizing his own method, Patabi Joyce popularizing the techniques that he said his teacher, aka Krishnamacharya, taught him, it's so very fascinating how different these practices are. Now, what's interesting is Patabi Joyce entered the yoga practice through that sheer desire to learn more, to heighten his spiritual practice and his own knowledge. BKS Iyengar was invited to study by Krishnamacharya himself, who was Iyengar's brother-in-law, because Iyengar did not have the best health. Now, Iyengar had dealt with a whole host of health issues throughout his life, and in his book, Light on Life and Light on Yoga, I can't remember exactly which one where it's mentioned, but he talks about having just a sickly weak body, a weak spine, a weak foundation. He had typhoid, dealt with malaria, and tuberculosis. And even though he had been treated for some of these things, the fact that he was still dealing with some of the aftermath of these diseases and that it was continuing to riddle his body with this weakness, Krishnamacharya jumped in and said, Let's do some yoga. I think it will help with your health. Now, there's a few different references saying that Iyengar actually didn't start practicing asana right away. It wasn't until a few months, maybe even years, of working with Krishnamacharya that he actually started to have a more serious asana practice. But the way that he was taught was much different than the way other students were taught because he was using his asana practice as a modality of healing and to build that strength and foundation in the body. Krishnamacharya is said to have been a teacher for the students, bringing different methodologies, different ways of teaching students depending on their own unique needs which we see themes of this in modern-day yoga practice. Now, we see a lot of desire to do this in our modern-day yoga practice in studio settings by offering variations, modifications, so on and so forth. But it's not the same as prescribing asana to the individual, which seems to be Krishnamacharya's 
her dominant approach. So knowing that Iyengar was riddled with more sickness, that he had what he considered a weak body, a weak mind, and then you have Patabi Joyce, who is very much so into his spiritual practice, very much so has that hunger or desire to learn, it's very, very interesting how that translated into each of their respective yoga practices today. Now, both of the methodologies of BKS Iyengar and of Patabi Joyce very much so hold weight today in our modern sense. Whether or not you practice Iyengar yoga, whether or not you practice Ashtanga yoga, the fact of the matter is most teacher trainings will bring in methodologies from both Iyengar and Ashtanga yoga into a modern sense to create what we know as vinyasa yoga. Now, vinyasa yoga, like I said, there's some discrepancies as to where exactly that practice came from, and I don't want to dive too much into detail on that as vinyasa yoga will have its very own episode. But the reality that BKS Iyengar and Patabi Joyce kind of set that foundation for the modernization of yoga by bringing their respective practices to the West is important information to know regarding our current modern yoga practice. Many people have often wondered how Iyengar and how Patabi Joyce have such different practices. And while their approach to asana is different, most likely for the respective reason of Iyengar being more sickly, being prescribed asana to kind of heal his body in that way, is following what he says his teacher and the yoga karunta said in regards to asana and ashtanga yoga, of course, we're going to have very different methodologies. Once again, the postures themselves are seen in both practices across the board. Now, both of these teachers, Iyengar and Patabi Joyce, now both of these teachers, Iyengar and Patabi Joyce, have a wealth of knowledge to pull from, which is why, like I said, most of the time they will be mentioned and some of their teachings are referenced in modern day yoga classes and workshops and in teacher trainings today. Now, I'm going to leave you with a few resources. That way, if you want to dive a little bit more into Iyengar and his style of yoga, or if you want to learn more about Patabi Joyce and his journey, you can. So Iyengar is known mainly for his two books, Light on Life and Light on Yoga. And I'll leave an Amazon link below so that if you want to order those books, you're more than welcome to do so. I highly recommend Light on Life as opposed to Light on Yoga, and the reason being is that Light on Life was written by Iyengar many, many years after Light on Yoga was written. And I really like his story from Light on Life because he has a much softer approach to yoga asana. Light on Yoga is a very good resource to help break down some of the yoga postures as well as just the medicinal purposes behind each posture itself. Patabi Joyce has a book called Yoga Mala, and Yoga Mala goes over the primary series, the very first series of the Ashtanga Yoga practice, and breaks down each asana or posture. And of course, there's also a little insight into Patabi Joyce, his life, and his time studying with Krishnamacharya in the book. 
Now, the one thing I will say is if you get light on yoga from Iyengar and you get yoga mala from Patavi Joyce, you're going to see the same asana with very different structures or very different alignment and anatomical cues. And that's where the discrepancy of Iyengar yoga and Ashtanga yoga really starts to come into play. Once again, there is no one-size-fits-all, and Krishnamacharya was known for teaching to the individual student because before he was a yoga teacher, before he was into asana, he was first and foremost known as a healer, studying Ayurveda, studying various texts, and really learning everything he could about yoga, yoga philosophy, and its sister science, Ayurveda. Naturally, he's going to prescribe different practices and different alignments based off the student, based off their body and their unique needs. Now, this episode was a little short-lived, but also packed full of good information. And in the next episode, we're going to dive a little deeper into Iyengar, his story and his approach to asana, as well as some of his philosophies that most Iyengar teachers hold true today. <laughs> 